What the what? We're in an attic in space. Actually, in space. I, I was uh, I was talking to I was talking on the phone and um, I put it on speaker without any. I didn't explain that I put it on speaker, and uh, Nate was like, "Why do you sound like you're Oz all of a sudden?" Because I was up here and it was like. <laughs> It was like, hello. I'm trying to install the drivers, and it was like this big echoey thing. And he was like, "Okay, <laughs> you sound like you're demanding something of me." Why won't my webcam work? <laughs> uh, yes. This is episode seven. Can you believe that episode seven? It's like the heavenly episode. Ooh, very seven fitting. Seven is heaven. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is very fitting. The theme. The theme of death. Yeah. So they've, they've let us out of the booth. Well, last week, we did the show over Skype. Right. And it was fine. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. But they let us out of the booth, and we are recording in, in the attic. Yes. Literally in the attic. In the attic. And it's a fun vibe up here. It is. It's very it's a, vibey. It's a very nice shade of turquoise. Yeah, there are two shades. Yes. I painstakingly painted it myself. I'll bet you even know the Pantone values. I don't, but or I know the name. Did you just ask Sherwin-Williams? No, it was, uh, it was it, well, I'm not going to give a brand name because yeah. I don't, I'm not getting paid to say. Glidden. You have to give but, them all or give none. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I did paint it. I also did the ceiling too up here. Yeah. This is boring. Really Why are we good. talking about paint? It's about it's, as exciting as watching paint dry. The only thing more exciting than this pad, podcast is talking about drying paint <laughs> on this podcast. I think we should start every episode talking about paint. Yeah. Latex paint, oil-based paint. Is it going to be satin or eggshell or colors, Outdoor paint. These are things I learned when I painted paint. this attic. Yeah. It's very exciting. A lot of things to think about. We have a lot of things to think about in relationship to seasons five of Buffy mm-hmm. and Star Trek The Next Generation. We're getting pretty intense here because I think for me, assigning Buffy, it's it's getting to be increasingly difficult to choose episodes for you to watch. So, Which means it's starting to get like really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Yeah. It's hard to decide. So I know I made you watch four episodes this past, this past. well, it was two weeks, so right. that's cool. Well, made me as, and I was totally happy to it, do right. so. Right. <laughs> so did you wait till Within the last minute content. to do it, or did you actually yeah, spread course. it over two weeks? Yeah, yeah, I know, I did the same thing. Yeah. Which is shameful, because it's not that I don't want to watch Buffy. Right. It's like, I want to watch Buffy all the time. Right. It's just but. like, oh, I'll get to it later, and then you just keep. Right, you go. Well, I'll, I'll watch them this evening, mm-hmm. and then what happens is, oh crap! I didn't get home until eleven p.m. Right that night, and then I'm exhausted, and yeah, and you don't I fall watch. asleep with the iPad next to me in bed. And right, right, right. That whole that whole deal. Yeah. So we should do. I think we should talk about Star Trek first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you watched. Unifications part one and two. Mm-hmm. Unification mm-hmm. part one and two. And the inner light. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, so, Unification 
part one and two was my first experience with Spock, which was totally awesome. And yeah. also my first experience with the whole live long and prosper thing. I still hadn't seen that. Mm-hmm. They never did it. Is that like just something that they did in the first Star Trek or do they not really do it in the next generation? Well, cause maybe I just randomly haven't seen it yet or is it just, does it not? Well, Vulcans weren't featured very prominently they're in the, the only next ones generation. They're the only ones that do it. It's oh, okay. Vulcan, well, then that's it's a Vulcan fine. thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, all right. So, speaking of Vulcans, um, the whole th- sort of theme of unification was about um, the Vulcans and the Romulans, right? And like um, trying to bring them together. But I think there were there were multiple reasons behind it, some good and some bad. But I'm not entirely sure because they look very similar. Are they the same race, but then they split into different sort of cultures? Or are they like not really the same race or or what? They're they're not they're not the same race, but they are sister races. But they look almost they, identical. They evolved they evolved separately. But yeah, they look identical and a well, it depends. It actually depends on whether you're talking about Romulans in the original series in the 60s versus the way Romulans look in the next gen era. Oh. Because in, in the next gen era, the Romulans do have kind of a little forehead ridge. Mm hmm. Brow, more of a the brow thing. Yeah. thing going on, and they have the same hair. Well, they have the same they they have the same hair as the Vulcans, right? But they have they they have kind of a bone brow okay thing going on. Whereas in the original series, they didn't have that, and they really looked like they looked just like Vulcans. Okay, which was really just more of a technical makeup limitation. Than, than anything. So they're not the same exact race, but they evolved separately. And, and the, whole, the whole idea is that they, they were both very warlike species. Mm-hmm. And the Vulcans almost destroyed themselves, but came to a point where they rejected their emotions, embraced logic... And then their culture built from from that point. Oh. Whereas the Romulans thrive on power and deceit. Well, it's it's very much like a Roman yeah, times so, metaphor. Oh, okay. So weren't the Romulans they were the same race that was um was they were encountering with the uh past version of the Enterprise. Right. With the Klingons and stuff. Right, exactly. So then here's my question now then. Um, what did the Klingons exactly have to do with this? I wasn't really following. Like, why Why did Picard want help from the Klingons? What were they exactly Because the, Kling- the Klingons are the third power in the, in the quadrant. So you have... You, you've got... The Federation, which is comprised of a variety of species and, and worlds, and they're one of the major, major powers. 
And then you have the Klingon Empire, mm-hmm. which is the Klingons. And they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. It, it's, we've talked about it on the show before, but the Federation and the Klingons have an alliance, but it's always an uneasy one. Right. And it's sort of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend to a certain extent. Okay. So I think the idea there is you you want to stay in the good graces of the Klingons and try to get them on your side because if the Romulans decide to attack or start a war or whatever, mm-hmm. then they're very dangerous. So the, so Klingon, they, they, the Klingons they, also don't want that, so that's why they're allies. Basically. Right, right. Okay, so but why would the Klingons then want the Romulans and Vulcans to be reunificated? <laughs> reunification did. Well, it's because the Romulans... Would that provide a more peaceful... Yeah, it would provide peace. Because the Vulcans are a peaceful being. Right. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Because the Romulans are basically a bunch of D-bags. Gotcha. Okay. 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 I got it. So, so, okay, it was referring to a point in time where Sarek, or Sarek, Spock's father, and um, Picard did kind of like a a mind-melding event where they shared, I think he shared memories, like Sarek shared memories with Picard or something. Right. So um, what was that for? And did was that something that we see happen in the show? Or? It is, yeah. Okay. There was an episode where uh, Ambassador Sarek, who is Spock's father, has is on board the Enterprise and is there to go on a diplomatic mission. And unfortunately, he's he's very old, and he becomes ill. Mm-hmm. And the Vulcans do this thing called a mind meld, which is a transference of memories, thoughts, right. feelings, uh, even though they don't have feelings, but it is feelings, really, uh, that they can do to with another, with another person. Right. And so part of that was Sarek does a mind meld with Picard because Sarek wants his memories to be passed on to someone. Oh, so now Picard has these memories forever, basically? Picard has those memories forever. And the beauty of it is um, Sarek... Well, Sarek and Spock have always had kind of a tenuous relationship. Right. That's what it sort of implied in the show, yeah. in this episode. Totally. And he he was dying, and his son isn't around to be able to do a mind meld with, so he melds with Picard. In the hopes that it one day would get to his son? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because then it does at the end of, at right. the end of Unification Part right. 2. Gotcha. That's cool. 
Um, so he's just basically like kind of crazy because he's old. Right. I think, I think it's something called Bendai syndrome is what they call it, called it. And yeah, he loses control of his emotion. So it's like dementia. Because of, yeah, it's dementia. Dementia. Dimension. Dimension. <laughs> I can speak good dimension, with the English. Dimension. Yeah. No, yeah, he's, he's got Vulcan dementia. Cool. That, I mean, not cool. That's sad. Well, it is sad. That's actually a very touching episode. Yeah. Especially the end of, um, I mean, the one, the one that I didn't see. Right. Him, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 The end of um, Unification Part 2 was cool, where Spock mind melded with um, Picard. Because mm-hmm. like, Picard was like, yeah, my mission, finally, that it reached him. And right. he felt like, cool, I got to do it and fulfill what um, his father wanted. So right. he felt pretty proud, I think, to yeah, do that. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. And yeah. it's, uh, the, the episode with Sarek was, was nice, too, because it was the same actor who, uh, Mark Leonard, who originally played Sarek in the original series. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a cool... Yeah crossover at at that point and then of course when you get spock in there that's an even yeah even bigger deal yeah it was really cool to be able to see him i mean like i didn't know i mean i knew who he was but i'd never seen him be before you know so i didn't know kind of like what his personality was i didn't really know anything about him so it was Mm -hmm. pretty cool yeah i was like pretty excited to say hello to spock yeah so what'd you what'd you think of uh Tasha Yars. Yeah, okay. Does anyone not realize that she looks exactly the same as Tasha Yar? Well, of course they do. Right? They don't say anything. No one mentions anything. It's like her name is something else. Sela. Sela. And she comes in. No one's like, <gasps> gasp. No. no one refers to it at all. I have to admit it's been a, a number of years since I've watched those So it's just episodes, supposedly so. some other person who looks identical well don't they don't they explain it in the episode no really i don't think so i was looking for that i mean unless i like blacked out for a few minutes i don't know i so do you want to know what the deal is yeah because like there was no explanation whatsoever in that episode none and it didn't even register on the people's faces that she looked the same so in the episode at yesterday's enterprise tasha yar joins the crew of the enterprise C, yeah. And goes back in time and def- helps defend the, the, from Klingon the Klingons yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Klingon colony. Well, what is explained, I had thought, in Unification 1 and 2, is that uh, Tasha Yar is captured. And she is subsequently raped by a Romulan. Oh, so and it's Sela like her child? Is the child of that happening. Okay, they don't ever say that. <sighs> yeah. Fudge. I know. Okay. I was like it it reminded me <laughs> it reminded me of like watching things like Sailor Moon where it was like, Okay, this Sailor Moon looks exactly like her, except with a different outfit on. How does no one realize that it's the same person? That I mean like it was like their faces blinded when they see them in their superhero costume. Mm-hmm. They don't notice that it looks exactly the same. Right. So no one ever even was like, like, oh my God, 
you look just like Tasha Yar. No one said anything. Hmm. Not even Data. The only people that saw her were Data and uh, Captain Picard and Spock. Okay. And they none of them said anything. Well, Spock wouldn't so, know. But, well, Spock wouldn't know, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm I was looking for it, so mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, why is this not interesting? Okay. Well So thanks a lot I'm, for that little <laughs> confusion moment. <laughs> sure. Thanks. <laughs> oh, like there aren't ten thousand of those in Buffy. <laughs> yeah, really. I know. Um it's Well, no, I apologize time. for that. I thought that the I honestly thought that the reveal of that was in those. No, she didn't. Episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to. I'll have to do some. Some uh, fact checking. Yeah. And you uh, looking? You looking at my? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna have to 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 fact check and... it. And uh, what we'll do is, if it's mentioned in another episode, then we'll put that in the show notes so people can okay. watch that because that's. To be honest, that was part of the whole point. Yeah, that's fine. Of okay. Um, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, way to go. Uh, no, I have one more comment about unification, and that is um, Riker plays a mean blues. Pretty good bone player. <laughs> Not too bad. He played the piano. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, rocking out on them blues. Mm-hmm. And then that lady that played... With like four hands was really strange. Yeah. She had like a weird nose. Looked like it was bitten off. <laughs> it was weird. Anyway, um, cool. So yeah. The other episode I watched was um The Inner Light. Yes. And that was a very interesting episode. I have a feeling you wanted me to watch it because it was kind of uh more like like a deeper type plot mm-hmm. than some of the other ones, I think, maybe. Um but I'm still like I'm maybe I'm just not paying attention as much, but I'm still a little bit confused because it was kind of like uh they're flying, they see some sort of thing in orbit, and then all of a sudden Picard goes unconscious, and then what does he like live another life, basically, like he goes back in time and like or something he goes back in time and he lives an entire lifetime. So the, the probe, minutes. yeah. Well, yeah. The the probe that he that they encounter contains the memories and life experience of that race of of beings, which is now extinct. I think because their sun blew up or mm-hmm. or something. Uh, and it zaps. So the probe zaps him. And and injects him with the life memories of that of that person. So, like in reality, that person didn't really look like him. It was just Picard right, living right. through that memory. Okay, yeah. that's correct. Mm-hmm. So, but from his perspective, yeah, he lives through that memory. And so, what I think is is kind of interesting and and cool about that episode is just the acting performance that that Patrick Stewart gives because it's kind of a character within a character. Yeah, exactly. Like he all, he all of a sudden is a different person and it was weird because it started off where um Picard like 
had his memories when he was there. Like he was like, where's the enterprise trying to contact. And then I don't know why, but somehow it, it changed so that now he was like living this person's life. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool because you could see him as a different person kind of just living through this. And then when it was over, he still had those memories. Right. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, and it was just kind of like normal memories, nothing special, Mm -hmm. just kind of a regular person's life growing, you know, growing old and, you know, the, his grandson and like just normal stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's the, the character is like a civil, civil engineer. Yeah. Kind of guy basically. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, scientist and he was discovering that the planet was dying and, um, trying to inform everyone that that was, you know, there, maybe they could evacuate, maybe they could somehow survive this. And, right. and the, the council, I think they were basically like, we have another plan. And the plan was basically, I think to create that probe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. they basically were like, we can't live, but at least our memories will live on, which was kind of bogus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just evacuate. Right. I mean, their planet was dying. They weren't dying. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they just go somewhere else? I guess because... I'm sure it's probably explained in the episode, but I would imagine because they didn't have... I don't know. Did they not have... They might not have had warp drive. Oh, that's right. Their technology wasn't really that good. Right. Yeah. So like, they might have had a ship for like a couple of people. Right. But... Yeah. It's like if we if we had to evacuate the earth yeah. today, we'd be SOL. Yeah. Right. Because like it'd be like, okay, well we can get like fifteen people to Mars right now. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, that was a really cool episode. And um it just I don't know, it was kind of just like a, a cool standalone storyline. I don't know, that's the cool thing about Star Trek is that like it has it has uh nice episodes that that make you think about different i don't know like time travel or or right. you know what if this other dimension existed instead of this one or you know stuff like that and it's it's just cool stuff to think about mm-hmm. i think that's what makes it kind of a like in-depth series more right. than you know i think it's cool yeah there's there's multiple layers to it right but it works really well, for the most part, as standalone. Right, yeah. Except for instances where your co-host on a podcast screws up and... And then totally ruins... Yeah. Yeah, everything Yeah. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I looked up at the stars when that happened. Oh, crap. Is that me? Uh, yeah. Jiminy Christmas. Go away, people. It's not even a real phone number. Rule number one of recording a podcast, turn off your phone. God. Actually, mine's on vibrate, and I feel like if it rang, it would be really obnoxious. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. It's the... the That's what I don't get about... That's why I never use vibrate mode. Because it's equally as loud. Yeah. Like, ever since I got, like, my first iPhone in 2007... Mm-hmm. I vibrate, screw vibrate. Yeah, it's just as loud as a ringtone. It's I like know. you might as well have a ringtone right. on. I know. Um, I turn the vibrate off when it's on ringer. I don't have it vibrate too because 
that's like if it's nighttime and it's on my nightstand and it rings Mm -hmm. and the vibrate is on it's like so it scares the crap out of me Mm. it's so loud the vibrating part like is the part that scares me not the ringer so i turned you know the vibrate mode off when it's on Mm -hmm. on ringer so it just rings it doesn't it doesn't ring and go at the same time i can't use that my heart can't take that no, I, I was imitating out. a vibrating phone, oh, okay. but yeah, I get that too. Well, there's the one that's like, eh, eh. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds like the aliens no. in Mars yeah. Attacks. Yeah, I don't like that. You ever see that movie? Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Oh, you don't like it? I remember thinking it was dumb. Really? But I'm pretty sure I was in like seventh grade or something. Mm. So probably... Everything's dumb when you're in seventh grade. Yeah, it's true. I was afraid of Jurassic Park when I was young. I woke up this morning with Jurassic Park in my head the music dun, 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 actually it was a that part but you know equally as good yeah i love that movie i recently saw that movie in a movie theater did you yeah it was pretty sweet and didn't they do like a 3d no it was at um it was at one of the independent theaters in cleveland and it was just like they do old movies every once in a while mm-hmm it was just like at midnight they yeah. played Jurassic Park. It's twenty years old. Yeah. You believe that? Everyone in the audience was like in their twenties too, so it was just everyone was like, wow. Yeah, this is my movie. <laughs> so Yeah, it's a good it is a good movie. It's so good. I mean I haven't watched it since forever ago, but Yeah. But then I saw it recently and I was like, Yeah. The second one was was shite, but I didn't the really, third one was okay. I didn't see the third one. And yeah. the second one I've seen, but Again, when I was watching it, I I was a little bit afraid of the dinosaurs, so I didn't really mm-hmm. get into it that much because I was kind of hiding behind a pillow the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see that again. Yeah. But I do remember being a kid and like pretending to be Dr. Grant and like the only way we would do that would be going into a small room and then kicking the door open really ferociously mm-hmm. and being like, you know, bursting into the room by kicking the door open. That I'm was sure our your impression. Parents were really into you doing that. It was at my grandma's house, so okay, well, they could probably care less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the basement. So what? Know. Yeah, are you playing Lawrence Welk again? <laughs> yeah, no, we would play like pretty much anything stupid. Cool. But um, but yeah. Anyway, um, so Buffy. Oh, so we should talk. Uh, next, yeah. We should give you your episodes right. for next week. So, I'm jumping the gun. I just want to hear what you have to no, say. No, no, that's fine. So let me get out my trusty episode list here because I'm going to give you three episodes because that's just how okay. we do things. But there's there's a lot of choice here. Um, and I want to see what you might be interested in. Uh, how do you feel about the Klingons? Are you pretty into the Klingons? Do you want to know more about them? Yeah, I mean, I didn't... That was actually the first time I ever heard them speak their language, too, which was pretty cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about them at all. I'm, I'm down with the Klingons. Do you want a pair of Worf episodes? Oh, totally. Okay. I love Worf. Well, there we go. Birthright, part one and two. Birthright. What else? And do you want to, how would you feel about a, do you want a a Troy episode? Do you want a Riker episode? Do you want a Data episode? Um, all of the above. All of the above? No, um, 
Well, let's see. I've seen Troy or Riker or, well, I mean, both. I don't mind watching four, but I definitely don't know much about either of them. So if I would have to choose, I guess I don't really know much anything about Troy. So that would be my choice over, over Riker. But Okay. Then let's do a Troy episode. Face of the Enemy. It involves the Romulans, so that's going to kind of help flesh that out. Oh, cool. A little bit for you, too. Groovy. So you've Groovy. got Face of the Enemy, which a- uh, chronologically happens two episodes before Birthright Part 1 and 2. So if you wanted to watch them in order, I don't think it particularly matters. Oh, I probably will. But watch Face of the Enemy first, followed by Birthright Part 1 and 2. Cool. Groovalicious. Groovalicious. Spectacular. Groovalictacular? Yeah. I just, I don't plan these things. That should be a music festival here in Cleveland. Groovalictacular? Yeah, let's do it. That would be kind of cool. Um, Groovalictacular 2013. You know what else is Groovalictacular? What? Buffy. Truth. Truth. <sighs> okay, oh dude. God. This is like the most intense season. Well,. Not really, but it's getting, I mean, it's getting to the point where I literally, I want to just be like, okay, your next assignment is to watch all of season six. Go. Right. Because like, I can't, I can't handle this anymore. Picking random things. There's so much I want you to know. There's so much I want you to see. (laughs) Uh, So much of the world I want to show you. And there's just no time. Okay, so. But it's not the real world. It's the Buffy world. It's the Buffy verse. Which I would prefer if it were real. That would be so cool. Oh, man. Buffy versus awesome. Yeah, it's true. I really would like that. Although that would kind of be scary and bad. But you know that Buffy would be there for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Okay, so you watched four episodes. Yes, I did. And uh, they were pretty intense. So go. Okay. Let's see. The first episode I watched was No Place Like Home. Right. Okay. First and I of bet all, you were like, what the what? Yeah. <laughs> what the what? <laughs> so now <laughs> I, had to, I had to do a little bit of Googling for I, this. Yeah. Okay? I told you you were going to be like, what's going on? <laughs> what the hell did I miss? So all of a sudden, Buffy has a sister who's been there this whole time. Yep. That's crazy. I know. One of the things that I deeply admire and appreciate about this show is their willingness to take chances with things and go in just crazy directions right. that you would never expect any sane showrunners, right. <laughs> you know, TV writers or whatever to do. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what happens. Right. And the, the crazy episode. thing is, is that no, it happens in the end of the first episode. And that, that one you watched was like episode four. Right. Right. So she's so been around four, for a while. There's three episodes where you're like, what's going on? I still don't have an explanation for this. Like, so you're basically confused about, about it for three episodes. That's a long time mm-hmm. to be in out of the, out of the loop about something like that. Oh yeah. So yeah, episode four is when you find out why she's there. So that, I mean, that for you, you were probably confused, but at imagine. At least I had a fast yeah, payoff at, with at it. At least it was like at the end of the episode, you knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, tell me what your thought process was. Well, what, just, what did you Google? Uh, well, what I did was I, I looked up the character. Oh, okay. Don Summers. Right. 
and it the Wikipedia entry on the character explained the the basics of of who and and what she was and uh it was it was just really interesting to me that they would that would they would create the character just out of the blue and I'm sure people there was practically a mass pandemonium I mean yeah at I can't time. imagine yeah so she Dawn Summers, this Buffy sister, is was created out of this living energy that's referred to as the key mm-hmm. and created out of her, but also created out of Buffy mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So they're as a result, they end up being very close they to are, one another. They are blood sisters. Right. Like she like it was basically the the monks that created her. Um well they were they were protecting the energy, the key. Right. And um they needed to find a way to hide it. So they made it into a human being, but it became a real human being, like with memories, with genetics, with everything. Like it was they created a life out of it. So Dawn is this innocent result of right. that. Right. And the the thing that was most fascinating to me about this this idea was the fact that that Buffy embraces her right. because if 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 you were going to do this where you create a person who isn't really a person who isn't really your sister, I would think the tendency for most writers would be to have the response of the other characters to be negative. Yeah. Well, it was. So, well, yeah, I it guess. It was, because when, yeah. she, when she figured out who that it wasn't really her sister, she was negative about it. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Until but, she got the answers. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is there would be the rejection, and then it doesn't, like work out like because of the reveal it comes to an end right you know what i mean mm-hmm. whereas with this there's the reveal and the initial rejection but then it leads into acceptance mm-hmm. and she's now a full-on regular mm-hmm. in the show mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's really amazing because yeah like basically what happens is um is Buffy does a spell to figure out like what she suspects something is wrong with her mom and she thinks it's magic. So she's trying to do a spell to figure out what, what's going on with her mom. And she, because of that is um, shown that Dawn is not real. Mm -hmm. And um, then she does immediately want to destroy her, fight her because she thinks she's an evil magic entity and um when she finds out from the monk that you know dawn thinks she really is her sister all of a sudden she becomes her sister in mind and now she's like okay well i'm gonna protect her and that's what my job is to Mm -hmm. do now so yeah it's really cool yeah it's really cool and it's it's a good episode for showing how far 
Willow's powers have come. Mm-hmm. Willow is so awesome. She's totally B.A. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. And... And it shows how far Buffy has come, too. Oh, yeah. Like, as a warrior, as a hero, as a, you know, yeah. person who fights evil. Yeah. She becomes super strong. So what's the deal with Dawn's self-harm stuff? Because it gets hinted at in later episodes. In the... um. The ones later? Yeah. She's basically... But we don't see it. Oh, she becomes like a klepto. Like, she, okay. she's like basically rebelling. Um, she just steals stuff and just kind of like goes in with the wrong crowd a little bit. Okay. Um, Hangs out with us. Yeah. yeah. She becomes our, our I friend. I wish she'd hang out with us. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. She was at first like really whiny, like teenage, like preteen whiny, mm-hmm. you know. But then, then she sort of starts becoming... Like she, I don't know. Yeah, like she shoplifts, and her best friend is like this little tramp. Mm. Whatever. So yeah. Does she like cut herself, or because there's no, something in it like that? I don't think so. No. I'm not. I can't remember. Maybe she does when she first finds out. Oh yeah, that's right. She does once okay. when she like finds out, and she like kind of like cuts herself. She like wants to, to test see. it or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay, that's right. She does do that. Yeah. I see. So that was um that was no place like home when you found out about her. Right. And then you watched um three more episodes. So I watched three more episodes after that. Well, the next one Okay, so before I mention even mention the next one. Mm-hmm. In There's No Place Like Home, there's they start to hint at Buffy's mom not feeling well. Right. She's got like a headaches or something. Yeah. It's been going on for a few episodes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because when once we get to the next episode I watched, mm-hmm. The Body. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might have cried a little bit. That, a little I, bit. I cried a lot. Man tears. Man the, tears. Yeah. Okay, that like in all seriousness. There's Here's here's one of the problems. <clears throat> one of the many problems you're about to hear the gym manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. One of the many problems we have in this world is we overuse terms to describe our the our feeling of quality of appreciation. For something, so we use we amazing. use great, amazing, awesome. awesome. We overuse I that, do all stuff. that all the time. I'm guilty of it. Yeah, I'm totally guilty of it. And then what happens is you use all of these superlatives, right? Mm-hmm. And then you and then you get to something that's so far and above what you previously said was. Oh, that's great, or that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's it's transcendent mm-hmm. beyond that. Mm-hmm. The episode of the body is an absolute work of art. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the pinnacle, an example of the pinnacle of what is possible in episodic television. Yes, absolutely, 
out. <laughs> Here's another superlative. Absolutely outstanding. That's not that overused. Outstanding. Right. But yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, it's just amaze balls. Amaze balls. <laughs> I hate that word. I just thought I would sort of use amazing. Um, no, I mean, it is. It's absolutely one of the most remarkable episodes of television I've ever seen in my life. The writing. Mm-hmm. The performance. The imagery. The 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 cinematography. Mm-hmm. The editing. Mm-hmm. The sound. Yes, or lack of. Lack of. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's no music in that episode. Right. There might be... Is there some in the Christmas flashback? Uh, there might be. There might be a yeah. tiny bit, but that would be the only spot. Yeah. Because once we got like 20 minutes in or something, I was like, hey, yeah, there's no music in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, wow. it starts and then it just, like everything collides and everything just like rolls down the hill rapidly. Like there's mm-hmm. no build up to it. <laughs> you know, it just kind right. of, doesn't it just start? It does. Yeah. The first scene is yeah. Buffy walks into the house. Hi, mom, I'm home. Mm-hmm. And mom's dead on the couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got chills. And you see Sarah Michelle or Gell- Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller is fantastic. Um, I was just gonna say amazing. In this but she episode. is like she's just astounding. She the way she reacts is so realistic. I yeah. mean, she goes in the other room and pukes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She is like completely ashen she's complete like somehow she changes the coloring in her face i don't know how that works but yeah. she's am, she's i keep saying amazing god yeah. why did you have to bring that to the light of my eyes <laughs> no but she's just astounding she, the, she panics mm-hmm. she's in denial mm-hmm. she doesn't cries. know what to do turns into a little she kid cries there's when she finds her mother she's stand, she's standing away from the body and she's like, Mom, 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 Mom. And when she really starts to realize what's happening, she goes, Mommy. I know. Oh, I know. That's when I first burst into tears. Yeah. That's really, yeah. really rough. I know. Uh, I know. It's oh, the worst. And then she calls 911 and... It, they this, take a while to get there, be, right? Because well, they're pretty fast. Or no, okay. they are. Yeah. They are pretty fast. Yeah. But she calls nine one one, and she she so she she is so shocked mm-hmm. that she can barely talk to them. And it's what it does is it it places it puts the character in a very different position because. We usually see her, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty of moments of, of vulnerability with Buffy. Right. But more or less, we, we see her placed in situations where she's the badass and she's got the snark mm-hmm. and the whole thing and she's just bringing it mm-hmm. like all the time. Mm-hmm. And she calls up 911 and just doesn't, she can barely function yeah. and doesn't know what to do and the... The dispatcher goes, do you know CPR? And Buffy's like, I, I don't remember how to do it mm-hmm. or, or whatever. 
And so she does CPR. She tries CPR on her mom, and she mm-hmm. cracks her mother's rib, mm-hmm. which she's... is actually which is actually very common. Yeah. In uh, in real life, and that freaks her out. Yeah. And boy, it's just it's so emotional. It is really really emotional, and it's. It, it it shows the range the range of the show, mm-hmm. the range of the performances. When she's she starts at one point running around to different rooms of the house, and they do like the steady cam work, and it's it's intentionally choppy mm-hmm. rather than being a smooth right steady cam shot. And emotionally, that's really effective. And yeah, she goes. She goes in the other room and just pukes on the rug. Yeah, and she because she's freaking out, and then she she turns white. Yeah, and she's sweaty, and and she calls up Giles, and it's just like she's I need you here. She's here, or whatever. Yeah, she and doesn't really explain. Doesn't it. elaborate at all. I forget. Does Giles like understand what she's no. what happens no, no he comes there he and comes know. he yeah. shows up and he's like his was glory here yeah right yeah right and then he sees the body yeah. yeah and oh man when the so the emt sh- show up mm-hmm. and they work on here on her she's clearly gone yeah and has been gone but then they get another call so and they're like to we gotta go yeah Sorry. The corner will be here. Yeah. Right. I mean, how crazy. I mean, that stuff happens. That's the thing. Like, you watch this episode and you're like, oh my God, people I, have see, been I through this. See, I can't imagine that. People have been through this. Happening yeah. In real life, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it does. But. No, I remember when I was in grade school, a girl that I went to school with, I think, found her mom. Wow. I mean, out of nowhere, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, that stuff happens. Like, oh my God, it's so terrifying. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's just, it's one of the most just. Mm, monumental episodes yeah yeah and you see what's really cool about it too is you see how the different characters respond and react to grief as well willow's freaking out with Mm -hmm. her whole can't figure out what to wear thing that is so normal like that is such a i mean seriously like i've been through that you know where you're just like oh my god what am I supposed to wear? Like, I can't, I got to somehow figure out how to blend in, but be supportive. But Mm -hmm. like, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to, you know, that's so, oh my God, that part made me cry too. Yeah. Yeah. And Xander, Xander has his thing. Anya has a, has a really good moment. She doesn't understand where she's, she's upset, but because of her weird emotion thing, she doesn't know how to deal with it. Right. So she kind of has a breakdown too. And like I said, Xander has his his moment. He's really upset. He double parks his car. He puts his fist through the wall. Mm-hmm. I thought Tara was really interesting mm-hmm. in this episode because she she seemed like she felt helpless. Right. Because she didn't, she didn't, she was upset, right? Right. But she didn't know what to do for anyone. Right. And and her main thing was, okay, I'm the one who is probably the furthest back from this situation, so I need to somehow make sure everyone's okay. Right. 
and that I mean that's exactly what a person like that would feel like in mm-hmm. that scenario. So yeah, I mean she's like, do I focus on Buffy? Do I focus on Willow? Like what do I do? You know, it's just she's definitely trying to figure out her place in the whole mm-hmm. in the whole matter and right. yeah. And, and it's, it's kind, of, kind of yeah, and it's nice later in the episode where Tara and Buffy have a moment mm-hmm. kind of alone remember. on the on the couch in the coroner's office. I forget what Because, well, Giles goes to do paperwork to sign forms and whatever. So he gets split off. Dawn goes to use the restroom, and then she goes into the morgue. Right. And Anya and Xander and Willow all go to get snacks. Right. Because they uh, haven't eaten anything. Right, right. I forget what Tara and Buffy talk about. Well, what they what they talk about is Tara mentions that she lost her mother when she was seventeen, right? And Buffy is like, "Oh, I'm sorry, whatever." Um, minute or two later, she says, "Did it happen quickly?" Mm-hmm. Uh, oh maybe yeah, she, maybe she doesn't. I remember that. Say now. quickly. It's not quite the right. Was it all? Was it phrase. sudden? Was it sudden? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. And yeah. Tara says, no, you know, c- hinting that it was a, like an Ill- long yeah. illness or something. But but then she kind of backtracks on that and says it's never. It's always sudden. It's always sudden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, th- I thought. I thought the moment at the end of the episode where one of the bodies, one of the other bodies in the morgue is a vampire. Yeah. That's a little bit unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I think that episode would have been perfectly fine without it. and equally poignant without having the random mm-hmm. vampire in yeah. the morgue. But I guess maybe they felt like, well, it's I think maybe Sunnyvale and, you know, there's always going to be some element of weird. Yeah. I think maybe they did it because... They needed to get Dawn in the morgue and like. Well, but Dawn was already in the morgue. Well, yeah, but I mean. But she she wanted to see her mother, but she was hesitant. So the re- the reason they did it, she was hesitant to pull the sheet off of her mother. Yeah. But then in the scuffle with the vampire, the sheet gets pulled off. Okay, yeah. And Buffy comes in too, so then they both kind of have a moment together. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a super good episode. I just so remember good. like when she says mommy. In the mm-hmm. beginning, that's when the tears started, and mm-hmm. they didn't stop for the rest of the episode. I mean, yeah. this not just tears, but like sobbing, right? Like sobbing, full tears. on bawling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, God, I want to watch that again now. Yeah. So fantastic! I, I, we could talk Man. about that forever, but you still have two more to talk about. Yeah. So the way to the world. I think this is a good time to mention. My undying crush and love for Glory. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. She's the best. She's such a... Glory is the best <laughs> ever. No. No, she's not. <laughs> she's so great. Oh, my God. The, the actor, uh, her name is Claire Kramer. Yeah, I had to Google her. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Was she in anything else? I don't know anything about her. She's been in some other things, yeah. but not too much. Yeah. Which surprised me because she's really good. She was really good. She's a really she good... the whole time. Yeah. yeah. She's just one of these really good 
crazy ass villains Psycho. with panache yeah. sort of things, yeah. which I always like that. Yeah, totally. And uh, Oh, well, you'll seventh season is going to be where it's at though. Yeah. But yeah. Um so yeah, she's she's insane. Um you liked her though. Yeah, I totally liked her. Yeah. She was great. With the whole um with the whole Ben thing. Well, too. the what's the deal with Ben? Um that part I didn't quite get. That's so funny because that's exactly it. Um what's the deal with Ben? Well, the deal with Ben is that she is a god and she needed a body to use when she went to Earth, so she became Ben when he was a kid, like born. Okay. And then Abe was able to build up strength to turn into her own form whenever she wanted. So basically her and Ben share a body. Okay. But they're two separate people. Don't you remember the whole conversation with Spike when he was like... Well, I do remember yeah. the conversation, but I, I, didn't, I didn't see... I, never, I didn't see Glory's origin... Episode. It doesn't ever say that. It doesn't okay. ever... There's no, like, origin episode. Okay. Yeah, no. Because she's kind of, like, folklore, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they have... they f- takes a long time for them to figure out who she is. Mm-hmm. And so, there's not really much known about her, because she's so old mm-hmm. that, like, she predates the books. So, they kind of have to, like, figure it out themselves. I see. So, yeah. There's no, there's no like, origin episode at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um... Well, I think the thing was when the first episode that I watched, there's uh, No Place Like Home. She's in it, but she's never... The Ben aspect is not shown or mentioned at all in that episode. So when we get to the last two of the season, which are The Weight of the World and then The Gift... That's the first time that I saw. Oh, yeah. Ben. I mean, it shows, it introduces Ben as a character in the beginning of the season, um, but he's just like the doctor. Like, mm-hmm. you don't think he's anything more than just the doctor, but then it eventually, actually, yeah, because in No Place Like Home, he's in the locker room. Like, do you remember that point where he's in the locker room? Like, because you start seeing crazy people show up at the hospital, okay. more, more and more crazy people. And that's because you don't know yet, but that's because of Glory basically eats brains and like the result is the person turns crazy. Mm-hmm. So there's like a huge uh, amount of crazy people showing up in the Sunnydale hospital. Mm-hmm. So Ben's just a doctor. Mm-hmm. And at some point in no place like home, um, he's in the locker room after his shift mm-hmm. and he like is changing and there's a monster in there. And then all of a sudden glory's in there too. Okay. But like, that's the first time you ever really see them in the same okay. room. Okay. But you don't know yet that he turns into her. Right. So you don't find that out until, I don't know when, but mm-hmm. you eventually find that out. But yeah. It was, it was interesting to see Tara. She had gotten attacked by Glory yes. at some point in an episode that I didn't see. Because And Glory, she had kind of wigged out and yeah, wasn't she, all there. She went crazy. Yeah. Glory um, thought she was the key. Yeah. She had a moment where she thought Tara was the key. See, Tara always seems out of place to me. You don't like her very much? It's not that I dislike her, but I feel like she doesn't fit in. Like, even Anya, like, even Anya, for as oddball as she is, I think she fits in. Mm-hmm. There's an episode... Tara, for some reason, just doesn't fit for me. There's an episode um, where Tara has, like, a like a moment, um, and it's really cool, and I actually... I was telling you 
how I was watching a lot of Buffy and that's why I was putting off um, watching Star Trek because I kept watching Buffy and it was just sucking me in. Um, but there's an episode where Tara is sort of explained and um, like she, th- she becomes like the, the group sort of like declares her as part of the family in that mm-hmm. episode. So it's like kind of a moment where, where Tara is um, declared as like part of the group. Okay. And even Buffy stands up for her. It's the one actually, it's one after No Place Like Home. It's called Family. Hmm. Um, and it's because Tara, like it's, it's kind of a cool episode. Tara is from a, a family where they believe that the women in the family are part demon. Mm-hmm. And so Tara thinks when she turns 20, she's going to become a demon. Mm-hmm. And she's been hiding this the whole time because she thinks that's what's going to happen to her. Well, it turns out that that's not even true. The men just say that to sort of keep the women in line in her family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like she basically You're like part demon. Yeah. So she basically like denounces her family and Buffy stands up for her and they all stand up for her. So she becomes like sort of initiated in the group. Oh, cool. Yeah. So That's like neat. if you had seen that, you probably would feel a little bit more yeah, probably. comfortable with her being yeah. there. But, um, but yeah, she, I mean, yeah, she's always kind of an outsider. I mean, that's just, I guess that's her, her character. Stick, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So, but she's kind of really like important mine, to Willow, so that's that's kind of like the point. The point right. is she's super important to Willow, and um, Willow's super important, super important to Buffy and Xander. So mm-hmm. that's kind of why Tara's important to them too. Right. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the weight of the world was really cool. Weight of the world was really cool. Yeah, I loved that episode. I just wanted you to see that because I love how Willow goes into her mind, mm-hmm. into Buffy's mind, and um, yeah. Buffy sort of talks about her guilt for losing Don, losing control of the situation. And mm-hmm. I just think it's a cool moment with Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it's really good. It's a nice interaction between Willow and, and Buffy. Mm-hmm. And then in, in The Gift, the, the final episode of the season, we see Buffy really putting... Uh, What's the? Uh, I had a phrase that I was thinking of that just fell out of my brain, but she puts her money where her mouth is in terms yeah. of Dawn is part of me, and I will protect Dawn, and I will not kill Dawn. Dawn Buffy is willing, feels so strongly about Dawn that she's she's really willing to sacrifice the entire world. Yeah. For not having to to kill Dawn. Right. And and there's that. And there's also, um, like I was telling you, um, I wish I would have made you watch Fool for Love instead of The Way of the World. But um, in the season, Buffy sort of does um, research about Slayers more. Like she wants to figure out why Mm -hmm. she is who she is. And the first Slayer, she has like sort of a meditation. And the first Slayer tells her, death is your gift. And this right, is something that she's back been, on and she's been mulling episode. over yeah. for a long time and she doesn't understand what okay. death is your gift means. And she talks about that in the way of the world too, mm-hmm. in that what, you know, um, so she's, yeah. So she feels protective of her, of her sister and she has this, this phrase in her head and she's trying to figure out what it means. So, right. And then, you know, she kind of does figure out what that means. Right. Yeah. I like, I like how they do that season long stuff in Buffy. There's a thing in 
Doctor Who that you've, you've probably seen because you've seen enough of it. There's a, like a whole year's worth of episodes that's about this bad wolf yeah. thing. Yeah. And then there's finally a payoff for what it means. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Um, so tell me what okay. you thought. So the gang works together. They go to to fight Glory and her lame minions. Before I get to the big thing, <laughs> the big thing, there's a scene earlier in the episode where Giles talks about having to be the person who has to say the hard things right. and has to do the hard things. Yeah. And he kills Ben. Yeah, he does. Yep. Because they basically, they get rid of glory, but because Ben is still there, there's still a link. And they and, and Giles has to think, well, if Ben still exists, there's a possibility that glory might come back. And we were right. pretty darn lucky getting rid of her this time. Yep. So he's got to do something about it. Yeah. So he suffocates him. He does. Yep. It's freaking intense. Yeah. I like what he says to him too. It's like, I'm about to kill you. Here I go, basically. Right. <laughs> he's like, Buffy would never do this. And then he does. Oh, that's right. He, yeah. Yeah. He says, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, Buffy would never, would never harm you or mm-hmm. would never kill you. But I, he either says, but I will, or I'm not Buffy. Yeah. Or whatever he says is yeah. totally sweet. Yeah, it's totally sweet. And Ben's yeah. like, what? And then he dies. Because, right. Well, slowly, painfully. Yeah. yeah. Sad. He was kind of innocent, but also he was kind of a jerk. Like the whole part where like Don, I think this was in The Way to the World where Don, yeah, it was. Don's kidnapped and it's like the day before the, mm-hmm. uh, the whole ceremony and like he tries to help her escape but then he keeps turning into glory and Don's trying to figure out like, how am I going to get, get out of here? And Ben eventually kind of like changes his mind and is going to help glory because he wants to, right. He kind of turns, he wants to be saved. Yeah. Like he's too concerned about himself. So he's a douche. Yeah. And like he, he would have probably given in to glory again if glory had tried to come back. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And Don, I like how, that interaction between Ben and, and Don happens and Don's like, look, just freaking turn into glory because yeah, at least I she's you. Yeah. At least she's forthright or forthcoming about her, yeah. whatever she says. Yeah. Uh, I'm terrible not, at remembering did. exactly what they say. No, 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 it's fine. She she basically does. She says, like, I can't stand the side of you because you're too much of a chicken. Like, I mean right. Glory at least is upfront about what she yeah. thinks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So all of that stuff was really cool. Yeah. Like I said, I I thought Glory was great. It was a great performance. Uh, Glory was written well. Like mm-hmm. I said, I just I love I love those really over the top villains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, and and we get a lot of that. Yeah, for in sure. Buffy. I mean, yeah, it's definitely she's like yeah. super crazy. And so we get to the end of the episode. Yeah. Buffy saves Dawn. Yes, she does. Because the portal's opened. Right. The portal's opened because the the one the the nerd demon cuts Don. Oh yeah, he's a oh he's a creep. He's actually in an earlier episode where Don tries to figure out a way to get her mom back. Right. And yeah. um 
so you've seen him like once before, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's a sicko. So he cuts her, and and she starts to bleed, which opens the portal, and bad stuff starts happening. Mm-hmm. And Buffy starts thinking about it for a second and goes, "Hmm." The only thing to close the portal the only is thing, the blood of the blood of a Summers yeah. or whatever. And so Buffy then determines, "Well, then I have to sacrifice myself." Yeah. So she jumps into the portal. The portal closes. Buffy lands yep. very far. Yep. And death. she's death is her gift. Dead. Death is her gift. Yep. That's right. Um, well, I know, (laughs) here's the thing. I know there's a season six and I know there's a season seven. (laughs) So of, of the show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer (laughs) and generally speaking shows that are named after the the main character continue having the main character. So I assume there's some sort of. Uh, resurrection or it's just Buffy bot from now on thing. forever. It's always going to be Buffy bot. From Is that now. right? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I got to see Buffy bot in this ep- in that episode. Yeah, you did. That was cool because yeah. I didn't see yeah. the the Buffy bot creation episodes mm-hmm. or anything. So we got a short a short yeah. Buffy bot appearance. So Buffy's dead. The end. Yep. See you later. Thanks yep. for watching. Two seasons about Willow. The end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's dead. Yep. She's definitely dead. She's. Dead, 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 dead and dead. buried. Yep, yep. I don't know how they're going to get out of this one. Well, you'll find out. I will have to find out. Yeah, I mean it's so intense though. Like, and then John, I forget how does Spike follow up? Yeah, Spike is like gets to the top of the tower, right? No, I forget how Don doesn't yeah, just Spike, jump down. Spike like, gets to the top of the tower and gets Don, and she and he fights the. Yeah, like the dragon-tailed the, the demon guy, guy yeah. with the tongue and the tail. Yeah, and he gets pushed off the the, the de- tower, yeah. but so she- but Dawn is still tied up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was helpful, but he couldn't save. Yeah, couldn't save Dawn on his own. You mean Buffy? Or well, he couldn't save Dawn. He tried to save Dawn. Oh, like before couldn't. she got cut. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But he does save her because, like, you would think that Don would just jump after Buffy, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Buffy dies. Buffy's dead. And I got to watch some episodes. Mm-hmm. So what episodes? Okay, so the next episode you're going to watch um, from season six is the first episode. It's called Bargaining Part One. And there's actually a part two as well, but um, there's a few other episodes I want you to watch, so... If you, you probably won't have time, so I'm going to stick to three episodes. Um, so you can watch Bargaining Part 1. Um, and then if you feel like watching Part 2, you, you can. Okay. Of course. I'm just putting them both down. Yeah, I mean, list. if you want to watch four, you can watch four. Yeah. Do you want to do four? Yeah, totally. That's fine. All right, so we'll make it official. So Bargaining Part 1 and Bargaining Part 2. Okay. Um, and then you're going to watch Once More with Feeling, okay. which um, I think our listeners are probably like, that you're going to watch that because it's actually, it's actually a musical mm-hmm. episode. Um, and it was one of, I think it did get some awards too. So mm-hmm. um, it's a good one, but it also, it also reveals some things about Buffy. Okay. So um, that one's important. 
and it's also fun. Um, and then the other one that I want you to watch, um, at the end of the season, there's a two-parter and the second to last episode is called two to go. Um, but you can skip that and just go to the second part, which is called grave. And that's the very last episode of, of season six. Right. So there's a car alarm going off. Car alarms. <laughs> got Do some, it, got some sound leakage in yeah, the attic. We're here. not a fancy isolation booth like normal. No, that's all right. I wonder if it'll pick up. I think it's the alarm signaling. This is the end of the episode. It is true. Time's up. So, yeah. so we've got our assignments for next week. We're getting we're getting down to the wire here. We are. I know it's going to be sad. It's going to be sad. But I'm kind of I'm kind of looking forward to being done with with Buffy and Star Trek. Not necessarily because I don't want to do it anymore, but because it's getting really really hard to just watch you only see certain episodes. Like I mm. can't handle this anymore. I wish I could just have you watch the rest of it from from this point on, but mm-hmm. so it's getting really hard to just kind of watch you experience Buffy in such a jagged way, right? Make I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm doing something. It's all your fault, doing a Megan. disservice. Yeah, to you, but that's okay. I forgive you. I know you're going to eventually get around to watching the whole thing, but yeah. just don't put it off. I won't. Okay. I promise. I promise. Okay. So we've got the assignments for next week. Yes, and let's see what else. What other housekeeping should we do? Well, I, w- I want to plug again the the Netflix selfies yeah. that we have going on right now because it's looking a little sad. So we just need some. Our loneliness is yeah. lonely. It is very lonely. Yeah, um, we do want some submissions. So, hey, while you're watching these episodes that we tell you to watch, um, you should probably take a picture of yourself doing that because we all know that you're sitting around watching Netflix. It's eating Doritos, eating I don't know some cookies or something. And can I can I make a sad. can I make a suggestion for a slight modification that may open the floodgates a little bit? Sure. So what we can do is we can we can consider valid selfies that also incorporate a pet animal. Meaning like... Like how is that going to change? Well, if it's like a picture of you and your cat watching Netflix. Oh, okay. Or you and your dog. I'm pretty sure that was implied. Well, I don't think it was. That's kind of like adding the the sad factor though. Because your only friend is an animal. You don't have to tell our listeners that. Come on. I mean, fine. We gotta... We gotta... We have to... We have to incent the creepos. Okay. Listen, creepos... We know you're sitting around with a bunch of cats or like a little doggy and you're watching you're watching Netflix, you're eating Doritos, you're eating Oreos, you're drinking beer or wine or or maybe Kool-Aid or something. <laughs> you're creeping me out. I can't talk like <laughs> you. That's so weird. Um, and uh, we want to see that happen because the reason why is everyone needs a little bit of camaraderie, right? I feel like <laughs> I can't talk. I feel like I need to know that other people are like me out there. So please, please submit a selfie uh, to netflixselfies.tumblr.com. Yep. Subscribe on iTunes. Please tell your friends. That is the best way for people to learn about the show. Leave a review if you enjoy the show on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have a five-star rating. Yeah, we do. Let's keep it up, folks. Yeah, it's working out well. 
and we know so we know that we have listeners, right? And, and people, you guys are all awesome. Yeah, we we're way into it. We're totally we just want even more of you. Yeah. So multiply, clone yourselves. Yes. Go. Twitter. Yes. At Nerd Novice. At Jay Metzendorf. Mm-hmm. At Megan Paletti. Word. Word up. Do it. Are you done? Yeah. Did you do it? <laughs> Hello? I haven't gotten a ding on my phone yet. Criminy people. Come on. Notification zero. I'm waiting. You have no messages. What a load of crap. It's like in the movies where like the the sad montage and they come home and hit the answering machine and it's like, you have no messages. <laughs> and they like dive deeper into their depression. That's me. All right, people, get on it. Fix it. It doesn't matter that this isn't live. No, it doesn't, because you should no. know. You should know. You should know. We'll see you next week, and you will know. You will know, and you will have done your duty. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.